All right, guys, we're live and we're rolling and welcome back to the second rapid recap. Uh, if you guys listen to the first one, basically all this is, is this is a, a, you know, at max a 10 minute segment where we just kind of break down our takeaways from this week's conversation. Um, got a lot of great feedback on our first one uh, last week with Sarah. So I'm excited to, uh, to run this back with uh, Jeremy and investor. You know, first off, big shout out to Jeremy for coming on. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation, especially because it kind of revolves around a world that I'm really interested in, right? Which is real estate, uh, specifically single family homes, short term rentals, stuff like that. I think it's a very lucrative area. I think it's an area, um, kind of as you know, Jeremy broke down um, an area that will continue to grow, just kind of as consumer demand and mindset is is changing going forward. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. But before I do that. Uh, you know, this entire conversation is actually being posted on Instagram. So make sure you hop over there and follow us at the real venture underscore at the end. Um, so you can see this full, this full conversation, this full breakdown and, you know, doing it all in one take. So it's all one continuous video. So, you know, hop over there and, and see how many times it takes me to, uh, it takes me to mess up. So the two big things I want to break down from this conversation this week is first, the different options you have as somebody our age to get into real estate. And then two, I want to talk a little bit about the rental economy because I think it's pretty cool. So, you know, as, as Jeremy kind of broke down in our conversation, there's a lot of different ways that you can get started in the world of real estate. You don't have to be this person with a ton of money. Um, you know, like that barrier to entry, like sure house prices are going up and, you know, some, some things associated to this are being challenging, but ultimately at the end of the day, if, if you want to get into the world of real estate, you can, um, you know, Jeremy told the story about him pitching his parents, uh, you know, with his brother's college fund being around, they had the opportunity to, you know, take that money and kind of divert it into a different venture. And I totally understand that not everybody has that situation, but you know, there are so many other ways that, you know, we even talked about in the episode, real estate wholesaling. If you haven't seen it, uh, that blows my mind because it seems like every other TikTok, maybe it's just my, you know, TikTok, Instagram, real algorithm is just geared towards all of that. Cause that's all I watch and, and talk about, but you can see so many different examples of, of real estate wholesaling, which doesn't take any money, right? You find somebody who has a property that they want to sell you, you know, lock them in at that rate. And then you go out and you find somebody that's going to buy it at a higher price. You facilitate that entire deal and that's a profit. So, you know, somebody selling a house for $120,000, I understand that there's probably not a lot of houses that are being sold for 120, but you find that you go out, you find a buyer that wants to buy it for 150. You get to keep that 30 K, uh, you know, profit or, or oversell or whatever you want to call it. Then you can take that and start saving it and getting ready for when you want to go out and actually invest into some real estate. Also the idea of fractional ownership, which is kind of, you know, where Jeremy's whole thing kind of got started. You and some buddies can go in on a place together. Uh, there's nothing stopping you from pooling money. Everybody owns, um, you know, a, a part of it, obviously be careful the way you do that. Cause as soon as you start mixing friends and money, there could be problems. Um, so, you know, be careful if you're doing that, make sure you do everything right legally, stuff like that. Um, you know, in worst case scenarios, if you don't have any friends that want to go in, you can walk around your neighborhood, go, go to the golf course. Some of the best networking opportunities I've ever experienced have been at the golf course. You get randomly paired with somebody and you find out what they do and it, you know, somehow revolves around something that you're interested in or, or thinking about and boom, you have a, you have a relationship right there that can help you. So there are opportunities. There are people out there. Um, there's a lot of money in this world. 
and a lot of people need places to put it. And so if you go out there and you actively search for them, you will find it. So a bunch of different ways to get into real estate, which, which I love and is really exciting. And then the second one is the rental economy. Everything's kind of moving that way, right? You know, Jeremy kind of talked about, you know, 20 years ago, nobody would have ever thought, Hey, I want to rent my house out to a complete stranger. But now like people are just buying properties to turn them into Airbnbs, right? Somebody's going on vacation for like a month. They're like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to let my house just sit there. I'll rent it out to somebody like that has that stigma is completely gone, right? It's, it's normal. It's uh, actually, it's a good idea, right? Because your house is just going to sit there and, you know, suck money anyways. So you might as well turn a little bit of a profit. But I mean, there are so many things that you can rent now. I almost feel like nobody owns anything. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people rent houses. That's, uh, something that is increasing single family homes specifically. Nobody wants to live in an apartment, you know, like, why would you want to live in a 600 square foot apartment when you can live in a 1900 square foot house for even, you know, less money if you go in with like roommates, uh, and then have, you know, like three times the space, have a yard a place for your dog to run around, stuff like that. So renting is like a very attractive option. Um, when it comes to that uh, furniture, I didn't realize this, but so many people will rent their furniture. I even saw an ad on, uh, an ad on Instagram the other day that was like, why have crappy furniture that you bought when you can have nice furniture that you rent? Like that, that's all the ad was. Of course I clicked on it cause I wanted to see, you know, what the heck they're talking about. But you know, you dive into it. I mean, you don't have to own anything anymore. Uh, I'm about to go on a trip and, you know, traditionally you'd call up the rental car place and, you know, you'd be stuck with like a 2014, you know, Chevy Impala, but it's like, you know, $200 a day. Well, you got apps like Toro where people are putting up all of their luxury cars on there that you can just rent and take. And it's actually cheaper than going to a rental car place and delivers free to the airport, stuff like that. Um, there are so many other opportunities out there like that. And then even when it comes to like recreational equipment, like renting bikes, paddle boards, boats, stuff like that. That kind of idea of the rental economy is an extremely lucrative one if you're the person obviously controlling that. Now, you know, you always get into the arguments with equity and, hey, since I don't own it, I'm not, you know, the money I pay is wasted. Is it? Like, that's something that you kind of got to think through. If that's the way your mind is set up, then absolutely you're, you're wasting money. But if you understand or accept the, the freedom element, the fact that you could walk away from this property at any point, like when you own something, you got to sell it when you don't want to use it anymore, right? Like you buy a car and you don't want it anymore. You got to sell it. I mean, you're just going to keep paying for it. But if you rent, you know, depending on what your contract is and your lease or whatever the case may be, like when you're done with it, you just move on. You just move on to the next one. You're not attached to it like you are when you buy it. So I definitely think we're going to continue to see more things being rented uh, going forward. And I'm kind of excited to see how that all you know, comes about and what, what that looks like going forward into the future. Because honestly, when it comes to a lot of rental stuff, I'm totally down to rent. Um, you know, one of my, one of my regrets is buying my truck. I should have leased it. Um, especially because I'm kind of an impulsive person and, you know, when a new car comes out that I really like, I kind of want it. Um, but you know, here I am stuck with a pretty big loan, but it is 0%. So, you know, zero down 0%, you can't really beat that. Um, so I, you know, we'll, 
we'll swallow that and just continue to uh, continue to whip the truck. But I, I do enjoy it. But um, you know, aside from that, I'm I'm just excited to to see what this rental economy looks like going forward. So if you guys enjoyed uh, today's little conversation, um, you know, let us know on social media at the Real Venture on Instagram, uh, the Real Venture on LinkedIn. Those are probably our two most active sites, and uh, you know, we look forward to, to talking to you guys on Wednesday. Keep it real, everybody.